And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Masked Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the proficient Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present... <laughs> A 1958 classic radio episode of Frontier Gentlemen. Good Western starring John Daner. But it's time now for Quote This. Our moderator, Lisa Wolf-Bacharach, will present audio quotes from popular songs from TV shows. That's right. And I'll try to guess the TV show from the quote within the song. You Do I have that it. right? I, I took my project. you figured it out. <laughs> That's why. Why, George, he's got why, it. Why, George, I think he's got it. Got it. I think he's got it. So these are all famous TV theme songs. I'm going to give you one line quote from the song, mm. and you tell me what television show it's from. These are all very, very popular television shows. I think you'll do really well. Okay. But I'm, sometimes I'm wrong. Are you playing a clip, or are you going to just Just a clip. A... Okay. Here we go. Here's the first clip. Can turn the world on with a smile. That's all you get, right there. That's all you get. That's all I get. That's what you get. One line. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's the Mary Tyler Moore show. That is the Mary Tyler Moore show. Is it? That's your line. That is just a beautiful song. I love that song. Can't you just What's picture so her? What's so beautiful about it? Because you picture Mary Tyler well, Moore Mary spinning, Tyler Moore. and she's throwing her hat up in the air, and yeah. she's a pioneer. She's yeah. a woman that all women looked up to. The show was okay. Are you kidding me? It's all right. I mean. All right. Well, we feel differently about that. <laughs> I mean, it was good. I mean, I watched it. One of my it. all-time favorites. Well, so anything with Mary Tyler Moore is way up there. Well, All right. Well, we're different. You're a girl. <laughs> that is true. Girls <laughs> like the Mary Tyler Moore show. Well, I think you would, too. All right. All right. We're going to change gears. Here is your clip from the next TV theme song. If not a nonsense, be something you wish. Oh, that's, um, I think I know that. I'm pretty sure that that is, um... Square peg, Bob, Sponge Bob, Square Pants, Sponge Bob, Square Pants. That's the one. Sponge Bob, Square Pants. I like Square Peg, but okay. Sponge Bob, Square Pants. You right? got it. Wow. I cool. mean that. I never watched that show. I, mean, I know, but imagine. that's again a famous line. If nautical nonsense I mean, be something uh, you wish. Right, Mike. Come on, give it to me a little. I gotta have some kudos. Oh there. yeah, definitely. pretty good, right? Yes, all right. Sure. Good. I'm two for two. Okay, we're we're all counting, keeping score for you. Here's your next. You didn't lot. think I'd get that one, did you? Yes, I did think oh, you'd get okay. that one. All right. I think there's only one that you won't get. Okay. Not this one. I think you will get the next one. All right. Okay. They're creepy and they're poopy, mysterious and spooky. That's it. 
That's what They're you get. They're all together, Rupi. The Rupee. Adams family. <laughs> da 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 da. Bump bump. Da 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 da. That bump, is the bump. Adams family. Yeah. Great they're job. They're creepy and they're Rupi. <laughs> they're, they're creepy and they're, they're kooky, not Rupi. <laughs> they're mysterious and ooky. And spooky. Oh, all right. You're so close, though. The Adams family. You're so close. I never really watched this show. I really. What? Yeah. Who are you? You know, I watched a few episodes of this, but. I wasn't. I like the Munsters much. I better. did too. I like the Munsters. Adam's much family, better like too. I would be like flip. You know, when we were kids, there was like four channels, right? right? Like Yet, I had channel thirty two. Had two, five, seven, nine, eleven, and thirty two, and thirty two, and sometimes right. twenty six, sixty four. Sometimes no, no, there was I no sixty four. So. Fifty, no, fifty, no, that was not, later. Not when I was a kid. Two, two, five, seven, nine, eleven, and thirty two. Eleven, thirty two, and sometimes twenty six. I don't remember twenty six. And when so that. For a kid, you didn't know that, you know, you thought, hey, that's a lot of channels. And we used to have a TV guide and we used to read it to see what was on. Compared to now, it's like, I mean, come on, there's like 400 channels. But back then, there was, we had, we had some. You you watch what's on. And when the, when the Adams Family was on, I was like, nah, turned it. That's too bad. Watch something else. All right. Well, okay. This next one, here we go. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. That is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's exactly right. right? You're not using others, you're ding. Good job. No, I did a ding on every one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So I've gotten every one, right? Yes, you four, have. I've gotten four out of four. That's correct. Now, the next one I think you may have a little trouble with, mm. but it's a great show, so think hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have the answers. I don't have the plan. No idea. I knew you wouldn't know that one. I don't have any clue. Are you sure? Is that some romantic uh, girly show? Um, I, It's romantic. It's not a girly show, though. You mm. want to hear it one more time, or yeah. you just don't know it? I'll play it one more time. Okay. I don't have the answers. I don't have a plan. Is it like Parent Trap or something, one of the shows that you like? No, it's a series, a comedy series. Paul Reiser. Oh, um, Mad About You? Yes. But that doesn't count, right? Right. I don't get it. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> it's Mad About You? I never watched ma- I never watched well, Mad About You. You didn't watch Mad About You? No. Everybody watched Mad no, About You. No, I never you. watched it. No. Oh. I was too busy. And Helen Hunt? No. Wow, she's great, too. I didn't, I didn't, I never watched this show. Oh, it was a really good show. Was you it missed good? something. I enjoyed it. All right, clearly you did not. All right, I missed Here's that the one. last one. Let's see if you know this okay. one. Okay. Um, that's, you know, very familiar, very familiar. <laughs> I'm going to guess that it's Maud. Oh, it that's Maud? a good guess because. Or is it one of those Maud? The reason it's a good guess is because Maud was a part of this show. Okay. That's B. Arthur, right? You're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So was it, uh, I don't know then. I thought it was Maud. I don't know. It's, it's a good guess. Not correct, but a good guess. This is Golden Girls. Oh, Maybe, yeah. Yes. Well, that was a completely different show. It wasn't like a spinoff. No, of it Ma- wasn't a spinoff. It just, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't uh, think it was. I don't no. think it was either. She was like a different character on Exactly. That. But again, but never, never watched Golden Girls. Never watched even one episode of the All Golden well, Girls. Well, we'll have to educate you. Did you? Did you watch that um, show? Not regularly, but yeah. I, I recognize the theme song is pretty famous. So. Uh, right. Well, you know All what? Right, four hey. out of six.
That's, Listen, that's, you know, 66.67%. I, uh, I the two that I didn't guess are shows I never watched. So, so it doesn't really count. So you so really got I really like got 100%. All of, so really I got all of them. Really you did. That's how it's I It's almost at. like you got 100 on it. You, you have to grade me on a curve. Oh, yes, I know. Right? Very high curve. Very high. Like Either that or I give you a 66.67. Almost like a cliff. It's not like a curve. It's almost like a cliff. Yes. Right? I know who I'm dealing with. All right. All right. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Pretty good job there, Lisa. Yeah, pretty good job for Frontier you, Carl. Frontier Gentlemen coming up. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, Lisa Wolf. I want to remind everyone listening that our December newsletter is coming out pretty soon. It's a good one. Lisa, what song did you write about? I, I knew you were going to ask remember? me. You know, I write so many. I'm a couple months ahead. I don't remember which one was for December, to be honest with you. Well, I wrote about Burns and Allen. Carl Shadow wrote about the Hermit's Cave. I can't remember off the top of my head right now what Martin Grahams wrote about. But uh, my brother wrote about the 1960s. And then there's the entire schedule of all the classic radio shows we're going to air in December. All kinds of other fun things. So uh, if you're not a, uh, what, you know? I do know. What? It's, oh, right, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, The Chain. Love that song. That's the December That's song. a great song. It sure is. I had that album, Rumors, the Rumors That's album. That's right. Great one. As a kid, and I kept the cellophane on it. Well, you can learn a little bit about it in the December newsletter. Yeah, so how do you get the uh, newsletter? Well, it's really easy. Just go to our website, hollywood360radio.com. And if you go to the top of the website, you will see... That there is a, uh, what do you call it? There's, uh, a what do you call it? Yeah, you just put your email <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, there's a what do you call it put, on the top. There's a, a whatchamacallit there. What do you call it? You just put your email in and you'll uh, right away get the newsletter. So do that. All right, time for Frontier Gentlemen. John Daner starred as J.B. Kendall, reporter for the London Times. And he was... Uh, you know, he was an English journalist who roamed the turbulent times of the western United States of the late 1800s in search of newspaper stories. He was great on this. I have an episode for you now, August 10th, 1958, called A Wagon Full of Cats, Part 1 of Frontier Gentlemen. I left Cheyenne without my luggage and in company with a wild Irishman and his even wilder cargo of freight. Frontier Gentlemen Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West as a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. In just a moment, we will bring you the latest report from the Frontier Gentleman. Whether your marriage license is brand new or your wedding ring is worn thin over the years, you'll get a kick out of every lighthearted episode of CBS Radio's The Couple Next Door. Written by Peg Lynch, creator of Ethel and Albert, 
The Couple Next Door is a warm and humorous series about a young married couple. Just for the fun of it, join us on most of these same stations five days a week as Peg Lynch and Alan Bunn star as CBS Radio's The Couple Next Door. Now starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. Wyoming territory had been good to me, and when I decided to leave, I informed the people at my hotel, packed my little bag of belongings, and dropped by Carrie Chase's office to thank him for his kindnesses. From there, I went to the stage station and made arrangements for my departure. Having several hours' wait, I took a last turn around the town. I thought I had visited all of the saloons in search of people and stories from my column in the London Times. I was wrong. I had missed Dan's bloody bucket, a scant four blocks from the center of town. I shall never forget Dan, nor his bloody bucket. So you want to play Jersey, do you? All right then, Mr. Dan. The man shouting was small, wearing a derby hat pulled low over shaggy eyebrows. He was holding a gigantic cat in his left arm, while with his right hand he was tugging a length of chain from beneath the folds of a swallowtail coat. He was facing a great brute of a man who was waving a broken whiskey bottle at him. Behind him, out of sight, another man was approaching with pistol butt raised. The odds against the little man were more than I could stand. Look out behind you! A saint has arrived. Oh, no, you don't blight her. Hey, you want to get in this, stranger? The troops has arrived, you shilly-shally mucky-buck. Man seems to need a friend. You better move on or what's going to happen to him will happen to you. Oh, the devil and the cat, the princess, she's jumped out of the arms. Grab her, saint. Uh, no, you won't. Oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. No, grab him, Chief. Grab the stranger. I'll get him. Oh, I'll get him right now. Ah, oh, you've done it, Saint, you've done it. Now grab the cat. I'll swing me chain over these two. Grab her! What? The princess, the cat, grab her, lad. Uh, who, who, who? who She's going by, clap her oh, head. Yes, yes, yes. Here you go, princess. Ah! I, uh, she's not friendly. Oh, grab her. All right, all right. Ah! Here now, here now, cat princess. Rotter her ah! now and make friends ah! later. Ah! Stop it, I say, stop it. Ah! I've got her. I've got her. Now let's get out of here. They're beginning to come around. Run, run. Where? Where should we run? Out the door to me wagon. They won't never come near me chain. Now watch the cat. Don't let him get away. Now run. It's straight on with you. Now the cat. The cat into the box. Hurry, hurry, hurry. There you go, lovey. Hey, you come on, you higher or an hucktail. Hey, you, hey, you. It's Dan. He's shooting. It's never again you'll see me, Dan, at the bloody bucket. Never. And the same to all of you, Sunday corruption. Six times a week, here at the Star's Address, you'll find that the shortest distance between two smiles is the Amos and Andy Music Hall. For one thing, there's always a sparkling tune or two to give your spirits a lift. The guest list reads like a textbook in applied astronomy. And, of course, right at the heart of all the light-hearted things that happen at the music hall are the one and only two, Amos and Andy. 
Tomorrow and every Monday through Saturday on most of these same stations, listen for the Amos and Andy Music Hall. The little man drove at a most fantastic rate of speed. I sat in silence atop the wagon seat, holding my hat down with one hand, while the other clutched the side for support. Our exit was punctuated by the princess hurling herself at my bottom side in magnificent rages, and I was thankful for the barrier of wood between us. In the bed of the wagon were numerous large crates full of cats of all sizes and colors. There seemed to be no one in pursuit, and after some minutes, the little man slowed the wagon, and without looking at me, he painfully lit a pipe. I presumed we were now somewhere in the barren area between Wyoming Territory and the Dakotas. Ah, perils. Perils is the trade, me boy. I would say. Ah, you've done a grand thing, lad. The princess there is the start of a whole new race she is. I had to have her. What? You mean the, the princess belonged to Dan? <laughs> and what did you think, huh? Then can I help you steal the cat? Oh, tush, tush. You merely laid down a blow he'll not be forgetting. But you, you said grab the cat. I thought she belonged to you. Don't let the technicalities bother you. It is a proper thing you've done. Uh, I don't understand. Well, I supplied Cheyenne with her cats in the first place, and... I reserve the right to have access, as it were, to uh, to their progeny. I see. And if Dan pursues us, then what? Well, if me luck holds, he won't find us. And if it doesn't? Never bother trouble, me lad. Look at me, lad. Yes? You have a bit of England in you. Why, yes, as a matter of fact. Ah, me worst fears. What did you say your name was? I didn't. It, it's Kendall. J.B. Kendall. Uh, and I thought the saints had smiled. My name is Kerrigan, Shane Kerrigan. And you might as well have it straight out. I'm an Irishman. Uh, what's your business, Kendall? I write stories concerning the West for the London Times. Oh, that is a good town, London. I was there once when I was a mere boy. Good, good, good town. Too bad it's so full of the English. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kerrigan, I'd be indebted to you if you'd tell me something about yourself for my readers. Oh, wait a minute. Will you stop your blather, pussycats? It was on a bright summer morning when the birds sweetly sang on each bough that I first saw me Kathleen Mavornian as she sat a milking her cow. Ha, there. It's a miracle. Now, Kendall, uh, uh, what uh, was it you wanted to know about? Yes, this cat business of yours. I was going to ask, how does it work? Oh, very simple. I'm on my way to save Deadwood at this time. Save Deadwood? I have 62 cats, 62 furry creatures in the proper positions, and the town will be rid of its varmints in a matter of hours. And you intend to sell your cats? That I do, at $10 a head. $10? People pay $10 for them? Now, where have you been, Mr. Kendall? Do you not know that civilization rises or falls according to the number of cats in the towns and villages? Well, I just never thought of it. <laughs> The great plague in Europe was due to the shortage of cats. I suppose you're right. Of course I'm right. Well, when you get to Deadwood, just how do you plan to go about the uh, the sale of your cats? Well, I, uh, I have a staunch friend there, dear, dear Margaret. I shall make me headquarters with this lovely lady, 
And soon the word will spread that I have arrived with my cats. And will this, uh, this lady appreciate your coming in with all this, this baggage? Uh, it'll take a bit of doing, me boy, I don't deny that. But Miss Margaret has had an eye for Chain Carrigan these many years. Before it is done, she'll embrace me and me cats. Yeah. Well, I'd rather like to ride along, if you don't mind. Oh, tis welcome you are. Hurry up there, little one. You've rested long enough. Oh, here. <laughs> Your horse. She seems to love her work. <laughs> that she does. Oh, twas on a bright summer morning. Oh, and the birds sweetly sang in each bow. That I first saw me Kathleen Uh-oh. That'll be Dan, the tenacious one. Hiya, girl, hiya! Uh, we'll give him a run for his dust. I turned in my seat, and sure enough, it was Dan on horseback, accompanied by another rider. Mr. Kerrigan clamped his jaw on his pipe, leaned forward, and the wagon flew across the rocky ground. Is he there, gentle? Can you still see the Hayden? Yes! He's closer! Chain! You might as well stop. Stop! Are you daft? I wouldn't suffer the devil himself. Get along there. Hurry up! Then it happened. A rock, half as big as a horse, loomed up in the road. Jane Kerrigan couldn't miss it. Look out! We're going to hit! You know, earlier we had a, a bad um, sound effects guy doing dogs. Right. And now we have bad sound effects guy doing you know, cats. Those cats sounded a little bit like the birds, you know, in the movie. Well, whoever did the sound effects. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it was the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening to Frontier Gentlemen starring John Daner. We'll have more after this short break. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of their radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour holiday Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right. You know what, Lisa? What, Carl? This is the time of year, right about now, in fact, um, that people are starting to listen. If they have the Cinnamon Bear shows, they're listening to them now. Like, I gave a Cinnamon Bear CD set to a friend of mine who has a young daughter, okay? And he sent me a photo of him and his daughter, him playing the first episode on Thanksgiving. Because the way it works is it's a 26-chapter story. It's the greatest children's. It's actually a Christmas story for, for people of all ages, really. It's not just kids, because I love it, and I'm an adult. Last time I checked. 
Eh, some of the I time. guess that's debatable. <laughs> it's debatable. But I love the cinnamon bear. It's like so great. And we went to great lengths to find all of the transcription discs. I grew up listening to the cinnamon bear, right? In like it sounded like this. And I still loved it because it was like dubs of dubs of dubs. Right. And so then when I got into the business and I licensed the uh, the IP from the people that own it, the Glanville Heisch Estate, because Glanville Heisch wrote this um, story in 1937, wow. produced it. So what happened was, um, you know, it 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 wasn't uh, a good quality. So I went through a lot of jumped through a lot of hoops to find all 26 transcription discs. Because there are collectors that had, you know, this one or that one or whatever. But we were able to put the whole thing together, find all 26 uh, episodes in brilliant, and I'm talking like high-fidelity sound, right? Amazing to hear all the background sound effects and the music. It was this incredible story of Judy and Jimmy Barton and how in at Chapter 1, their mom, they're twins, Judy and Jimmy, and their mom says, in fact, Verna Felton played the mom. You know, earlier today we had that suspense episode. Verna Felton plays the mom, and, and she says, go up to the attic and get the silver star for the top of our Christmas tree and because we're setting up the Christmas tree. So the kids go up there, and they can't find the star. And this little cinnamon bear, a little bear three inches high, um, says, oh, the crazy quilt dragon took it, and then, Long story, but they go to maybe land. They try to find. There's all these cliffhanger cereal. It is so great. And then at the end, Santa Claus gets involved. You know, I'm old Saint Nick. He gets involved. Um, and, of course, it has a happy ending because it's a kid's story. Um, but it's just so delightful. The music is all original. Sound effects are amazing. And so this is the time of year because the way it was set up is you listen to one episode each day, Monday through Friday, from Thanksgiving, and then it ends on Christmas. Well, of course, you don't have to listen to it that way. You can listen to it. You can binge listen as uh, Netflix has <laughs> right. uh, created. But um, but I do want, but folks, if you are interested in this story and, and owning a, a pristine quality copy of the Cinnamon Bear. We do have it available. It's at our uh, ClassicRadioStore.com. So we have a website. Oh, we haven't talked about this in a while. ClassicRadioStore.com. There's all kinds of classic radio, perfect quality, but the Cinnamon Bear is there, and this is the time of year for it. So if you want to, uh, if you want to get all 26 chapters, digital download of that, Go to ClassicRadioStore.com. thought I'd mention that because people, I get a lot of emails from people saying, are you going to play the Cinnamon Bear? We're not going to play it on Hollywood 360 this year, but, um, but you can get the full 26 chapters at ClassicRadioStore.com. All right, we're listening to an episode of Frontier Gentlemen. Um, J.B. Kendall, he was a reporter for the London Times. John Daner at this time, was also playing Paladin on radio. He was playing Paladin on Have Gun, Will Travel, and this was another CBS Western, and he was starring in both shows. That's pretty rare, really. Mm -hmm. But 1958, radio was kind of making its, I mean, 
pretty much almost gone by this time. Not a lot of um, fully dramatized radio happening in 1958. But this show was, Frontier Gentlemen. So let's go back to August 10th, 1958, for the conclusion now to A Wagon Full of Cats on Frontier Gentlemen. Dan, do you ever see so many cats in the air at one time? There's only one cat I'm looking for. Oh, me heart, I've had it this time. Me heart can't take no more. Are you... Are you all right, Mr. Kerrigan? No, I'm dead and dying. The wagon's across my leg. I came for Uh, my cat, you old goat. Where is she? Kendall, how's me horse and cat? The horse... Horse is all right, but the crates are broken and the cats are scattering. Are you listening to me? I want that cat. She was the best mouser in Cheyenne. Now, you see here. See here, Dan, whatever your name is. Can't you see this old gentleman is hurt? Now, give me a hand. We'll get the wagon off him. You ought to do it, Dan. Your cat ain't worth killing, old fella. I ain't helping nothing. It's a cat I come for and I'm going to get. And I say you're going to help me. Here. No, no, Kendall. Ah. Let, let him go. It's me dying wish she take the cat. Dan! Dan, you can see they've all scattered to the winds. Find yours and take her. I'm going to do just that. Come on, Jake. Let's find him before she gets lost. Wait! I'll need help moving this man. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you daft? What about the princess? Well, the wagon box is still closed. Oh, good, good. What about you? Well, the kind of help I need, the likes of them can't give. Now, come on, give me a hand here. All right, I'll try. Oh, now, gee. when I lift it, you try to pull yourself out. Oh, yes, yes. Now, up. Oh. How you doing? Oh. Right up there. Oh. oh, Kendall, she's bent. Oh, my leg is bad. Yeah. Let me help you. Oh, may I be forgiven an Englishman keeping me. It is more important to get the cats back. Now, break out the tripe and liver. They can smell it for miles. Then whilst they're coming in, we can make our repairs and be off for Deadwood. Whatever happened to, uh, what's his name? You know who I mean. That hypertense newsman who reported every wild rumor he ever heard. Now, we don't know what happened to him, but we can tell you that reliable newsmen like Larry Lesur, Lowell Thomas, and all of their colleagues at CBS News are still very much preferred by listeners everywhere. Five nights a week, Larry Lesur and Lowell Thomas broadcast the news on most of these same stations. Interestingly enough, their consistently accurate and carefully detailed reports provide much more excitement than cheap sensationalism ever could. It was true. The tripe and liver could be smelled upwind, downwind, probably in Deadwood itself. The cats came streaming in. And with each group, I expected to see Dan and his friend, but we had seen the last of them. Mr. Kerrigan was considerably lamed by the accident, but managed to move about amazingly well. I made all the necessary repairs to the wagon and the crates, and by morning, we were underway. We finally arrived at Deadwood, which had the look of all boom towns, a long, narrow street with wooden frame structures along the sides. The dwelling of Miss Margaret turned out to be a large saloon with upstairs lodging quarters. It was called simply Maggie's Place. You're certain this is it, Mr. Kerrigan? Oh, oh. aye, this is it. 
You go tell Miss Margaret. Chain Carrigan is sick and wounded and needs lodging. All right. Lively with you now. Mister. Can I help you? Why, yes, I believe you can. I think I'd like to. My name's Charlene. Have I seen you here before? No, I don't believe so. I'm looking for Miss Margaret. Miss Margaret? <laughs> sure you are. Hey, Maggie. Yeah? There's a fella here wants to see you. Well, send him over. Don't forget me. Charlene. Mr. Mr. Uh, Kendall. Kendall. Yes. Uh, that's Maggie over there, the big fat one at the end of the bar. I'll be around if you want to buy me a drink later All on. All right, Charlene. Thank you. Max, you can change to the bad whiskey now. Nobody will know the difference. Well, hello, stranger. What can I do for you? I'm looking for a lodging. Not a for... chance, not a chance. We've been full up for weeks. Ain't you heard about the strike at Gold Run Gulch? And no, I just arrived. No, this was for a friend of mine. He's outside. You know him, Mr. Chain Kerrigan? Chain? Well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> Charlene! What? Fix up the good room for a friend of mine and hurry it up. Maggie almost cried at the sight of Chain cradled in my arms as I carried him up to the room prepared for him. There, lying back on the bed, he lifted a hand feebly toward me. Oh, Kendall, good lad. Who'd you be about bringing up me, uh, me luggage? Oh, the poor, poor man. You mean you want all... Uh, yes, 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 all of them. And, and, and don't forget the, the, the rations. It's most important, lad. Now go. Oh, why do you bother the poor ailing man with trivialities now? Bring up his baggage, as he says. There's a back way, and it won't bother no one. Oh, Margaret, come to me, sir. Yes, yes, love. Now, what is it? Are you sure I'm not imposing on you? Well, now, what kind of a woman do you take me for? Oh, oh Margaret, darling. It's worth the whole trip and trouble and the accident to my leg just to get back and, and look into your eyes. Go to sleep, sweetheart. And you can have your friend Kendall right here with you. Oh, no. I, I mean, uh... It'll be rather crowded here. I can find a place. Well, how can it be crowded? Two men in a big room like this? Well, maybe not. I just hate to... Uh... That's the end of it right now. I'll have another bed set in for you. <sighs> Thank you. That's very nice of you. Look at him, Mr. Kendall. Poor man has fallen asleep. And we stand here, John, in front of him. Come on, come away. Oh, uh, before you go, darling... Uh, would you be sending up four fingers of your best whiskey for my leg? Well, of course. I'll have Charlene bring it right away. You can see, Mr. Kendall, nobody understands Chain Kerrigan like I do. I guess he's told you, hasn't he? The reason he's come back to Deadwood is to marry me. <laughs> Nobody saw me staggering up the back steps with crate after crate of cats. As for Chain, he busied himself drinking the liquor provided for him and instructed me to release and feed the cats. Eventually it was over and we finally got settled down, in a manner of speaking. But in the morning, the swarm had to be fed all over again. <sighs> it's uh, quite a job, isn't it? 
It is a labour of love, my boy. <clears throat> uh, did, uh, did Miss Margaret see you bring in our uh, friends in last evening? No, no, she didn't. Uh, but what do you plan to do about selling them now, crippled up the way you are? I have a plan, Kendall, a wee bit of a plan. Chain love, it's Margaret with your breakfast. Can I come in? Oh, please do, darling. Well, did you sleep well? Oh! What goes on here? Get out! Get out! Margaret, you've lost control of yourself. So this is the way you thank me, Jane Kerrigan. Well, you can get out too. What? I'll not have this kind of a mess. Go on! Get oh, Margaret, Margaret, come to me, side love. I'll come to your side. I'll take an axe to you. But it's my business, love, selling cats. I told you that when I was here before. Yes, yes, you told me. But I don't expect you to let him a place with them. Uh, uh, possibly I could help in some manner. You can, Mr. Kendall. You can open the back door for Chain Carrigan and his cat. Have you been told last year, lovelier than ever, when you're shouting like that? Oh, get him out. Margaret, now would you be allowing $620 to walk out the back way? I don't care how much money you... Uh... What? <clears throat> How much did you say? Sixty-two cats. Not counting the princess, of course. I could never sell her. She's my breeding stock. Sixty-two cats at ten dollars apiece. That's $620. Now, Mr. Kendall, a man with that much money could support himself and a loved one for a good long time now, could he not? Why, yes. I suppose he could, Mr. Kerrigan. <clears throat> Margaret, uh, have you ever thought of marriage? A woman of your beauty and accomplishments. Well, uh, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, I... Uh, <clears throat> Chain, Chain, you're proposing to me, ain't you? I knew that's why you'd come back. <laughs> now, when me leg heals and I'm able to get about and sell the cats, then I can make the plans closest to me heart. Oh, Chain, I got an idea. Oh, what is it, beauty? I'll sell the cats for you. No, no, you can't mean it. Now, how would you be doing that? Why, they'll buy. They'll buy or else. Who, who'll buy? My, uh, my clientele. I have a certain power here in Deadwood, as you know, Chain, and they'll buy from me. Well, no, but if it, if it wasn't for me leg, I, I, I wouldn't let you do oh, this. Oh, don't worry about your leg. By tomorrow, you'll have $620, and I'll have the preacher come by in the afternoon. Now, what do you say to that, Chain? So, huh? One thing at a time, Margaret, one thing at a time. Now, uh, uh, how would you be going about selling those cats? <laughs> That was the last I saw of Chain Kerrigan. I found a room for myself in town, lay on the bed for a moment, and, well, it was the next morning before I awoke. I rushed over to Maggie's place. Above her own sign, there was another one. It said, Cat Sale. Get yours now. On the door of the saloon itself, there was another sign saying, Closed. I knocked, and Charlene, the girl I had first met at Maggie's, came to the door. Oh, Hello, Mr. Kendall. I'm sure glad to see you this morning. But y'all better not come in. What? Why? What happened? Oh, come on. Let's walk down the street. It's about Mr. Kerrigan. Mr. Was he died or something? Worse. He's left. Oh, oh well, then. <laughs> that's good. Oh, no, it ain't. He didn't wait for the wedding or say goodbye to Maggie or nothing. 
Just got his wagon and lift. What about his cats? She sold them all last night. Gave him over $600. Why, you never seen so many men buying cats in all your life. <laughs> How's she taking it? Oh, all right. Every time she feels bad, she counts her money again. Her money? Sure. She sold those cats for $15 a piece. Made over $300 for herself. What? <laughs> Why, that's marvelous. <laughs> Charlene. What? You come on with me. I'll buy you that drink I promised you. Why, Mr. Kendall. Frontier Gentlemen was produced and directed by Anthony Ellis. Tonight's script was written by Tom Handley and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Martha Wentworth, Charlotte Lawrence, Joseph Kearns, Barney Phillips, and Harry Bartell. Join us again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Bud Sewell speaking. You know, this is a broadcast from 1958. When you think about it, in 1958, I mean, we were, I mean, I don't want to say your age, but just a few years later, we were born, right? right? And I remember in the 60s, there was no classic radio. I mean, there was no original radio shows going on. Right. So we missed this whole era. But, but just barely. I mean, really. but when you think about it, just barely. That was my point. Right. It's like there was still some dramatic radio. Just I mean, years before you were born. I mean, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, was still on in 1962. So wow. it was Suspense. That, those must have been the absolute latest. They were the latest ones. Yeah. Suspense and yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Um, I think Gunsmoke. No, I'm wrong. Gunsmoke was off the air by 62. Really, the last two dramatic radio shows were yours truly johnny dollar and suspense but we're talking 1962 amazing yeah um but all of these radio shows imagine people grew up listening to these radio shows if they were born in the 30s or you know 40s they grew up listening to these shows and then they were gone i mean just like literally gone and TV took over, and sure. people never looked back because they had this newfangled contraption, right? This new video version right, right. of all these shows. Like, all of these radio shows that you were listening to were now gone. Right. But, like, Red Skelton was now on TV. Jack Benny was now right. on TV. Gunsmoke was on TV. Have Gun Will Travel. All of these shows. And they just, I don't know if they just didn't even look back. They were just like, hey, well, TV. you did. You know, you looked back. Well, <laughs> but, you know, but I just truly believe that this era, the 1930s, 40s and 50s, these radio shows are so incredible. So they are worth saving. You know, they were really worth saving. So that's why I, I have dedicated my entire career yes. to to licensing and saving these shows. And I just love bringing them to your to you every single week here on Hollywood 360. So thanks for listening. All right, time now for This Month in Music History. All right, 1972. 
This is uh, this is uh, Mandy, or no, not Mandy. This is uh, Brandy. Brandy. You're so close. Brandy. This is Brandy. Looking glass. Yes. Huh? Huh? Are you impressed? Are you impressed? I am. So, do you know anybody named Brandy? No. Did you ever know anyone named Brandy? No. I could say the same as you. I do not and did not. But this song, Brandy, was so popular that the number of newborn girls named Brandy nearly doubled a year after the single came out. I mean, this was a big hit. Oh, sure. Big, big hit. Brandy, or you're a fine girl. It's got one of those kind of beats where once you listen to it, you can't get it out of your head. Right, we'll be singing this all the way home. You know? (laughs) All right, thanks, Lisa. Sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right. In our next hour, it's a classic radio episode of Cloak and Dagger, starring Raymond Edward Johnson, going back to 1950. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. That's right. And we are on the letter D, D as uh-huh. in dog. So I've got three songs. They all start with the letter D. You can start uh, Um, thinking about your favorite D songs. Um, You know all these. Dynamite. Oh, is that a song? I don't know. It's a saying. Is it? How about um, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Is that the title of it? The Witch is Dead. Or is that the first line? I'll be right back. (laughs) It's time to rethink. Renew and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.